and I don't have a chin. Like, you, oh have- my god! <laughs> oh my god! Your chin is fine. Yeah, it's missing, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have oh to god. put duct tape behind my ears and pull my neck back drink. just to hold it together. Stop it! You're fat. So you ready? Drink anyone? Maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss. I just bitch. don't understand why you don't have I would no money. money. I would marry you. You're a tequila you're lover. Not you're just a party. You're the Chargers. I'm not going to be a fan. You Welcome to your Such a Catch. I'm your host, Erin. Can you believe we've been going steady now for six weeks? This is pretty much the longest relationship I've had in this decade. <laughs> and I don't want to jinx what we have going on here, but I think it's working. Pod Sound School told me most new podcasts don't make it past episode seven. Well, I'm here to tell you that episode seven of Your Such a Catch drops today, and I'm in it for the long haul. I guess you could call me a stage five clinger. <laughs> Thank you to those of you who have gone onto Apple Podcasts to submit a rate or review. I so appreciate the feedback. My friend Alex was just reading some of them to me on Halloween. Y'all are so nice. If you haven't done this and you have some time this week to, you know, pause from swiping right on Bumble, <laughs> pop over to Apple Podcasts, find me at your such a catch. After you subscribe, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, you can submit a rate or review. Five stars, just like you give your Uber driver. (laughs) Also, if you have a high air intolerance and you want more of me in your life, feel free to follow along on Instagram or Twitter at your such a catch. I want to give a special shout out this week to my friend Karen from the Die Hard Bolt Club, my Chargers fan club. Karen is the absolute sweetest and texts me every week about the episode and gives me feedback. She's like my personal Amber, my favorite Chargers cheerleader, although Karen's actually real. (laughs) And for that, I love her even more. So Karen, thank you for making me feel special week after week. You're the best girl. Are you ready for this? Today is a big day. Today I have my husband Aaron on the podcast. I've thought about this episode and how it would go down since I created this podcast. And you know what? People can only handle the Aaron and Aaron show in small doses. Unless you're a nine-year-old who lives in Minnesota and thinks we're, you know, the coolest thing since sliced bread. Shout out to Mia. <laughs> they call us Team Tequila for a reason. Maybe a better nickname would be Team Ridiculous. Because together, we're just that, and you'll soon see that for yourself. But here's the thing. Aaron is my soulmate. He just happens to be married to a man. And his husband, Josh, likes to remind us, even if he were straight, we'd make a horrible match because we're always operating at like a 15 when we're together. Josh says we'd pull a Thelma and Louise, and he's probably right. We'd also probably be fat, drunk, and poor, but we'd be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I better quit with the hype and let you see for yourself. On today's episode, I have on my gay husband, Aaron, and uh, I met a- I am not gay, (laughs) but my husband is. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm just going to laugh the whole time. So We got this. We got this. So when I met Aaron, I didn't know he was gay. Mm. Do you remember that? Yes. Where were we? We were in Burlington, Vermont. Uh I was wearing jeans, some Nike shoes, 
and a leather gray leather jacket. And I don't know why I thought that was like how a but straight, straight people do not wear that shit, bitch. So <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, maybe back then my brain was already going, so I just didn't know. But I have a really bad gait. It's much better now. I've been it, much better. Gaydar. It was pretty bad. I mean, we were hitting on the same guys that night. Oh, so I mean, <laughs> remember, should have caught on. I'm gonna be totally distracted because I can't take it with you because every conversation we have is so ridiculous. So this is how Team Tequila was formed. Yeah. Right here. Drinking and talking. Exactly. So Aaron and my relationship started at work. We're coworkers. Aaron thought I was going to be his boss and thank God that never happened. She was a director. I was a minion. That's not true. Oh, it was. (laughs) Well, I mean, I was a director, but I mean, I wasn't, you weren't a minion. minion. (laughs) No, you weren't. I was below you. Oh my God. (laughs) I mean, you wish I was below you, but you know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. Oh, I can't get it up. (laughs) It's just sitting on top of me, girl. (laughs) Sorry. Oh my God. But yeah. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I'll focus, focus, focus. So we worked together, but before you were partnered with me, you were partnered with somebody else. You were partnered with Becky. Becky Wilson. Yes. Becky. Shout out to Becky. We love you, Becky. Um, So Becky was your first work (laughs) wife. She was. Yeah. And you have some crazy stories with Becky. One of my favorite is when you flew out to travel with her. And she left the rental car running. Oh, for eight hours with it running outside the store? Like, who does that? We're looking over for the keys we got, and it's just out of gas. Keys <laughs> in it, though. I mean, so probably moving from Becky to me as your partner was a bit of a change. Night and day. So when I was with Becky, I'd go out to, like, North Dakota, Montana. And then it would be snowing. And the first time I went there, the taxi cab flipped over. Oh, yeah, I, I remember, remember that. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I had to get out and push the cab back over onto all four wheels. And the driver just got back in and just drove away like it was <laughs> no normal. Big deal. And I'm like hanging there in my seatbelt. He comes and undoes me, and I end up on the roof, which is on the bottom. <laughs> it was a disaster. But, anyways, so I went from that to working with you kind of indirectly at first because it was. It was a forced relationship because we told the managers, we'll both quit if we don't work together. Right. Kind yeah. of, it, not really, but really. They put us together and then we went to Sacramento for the first time. First oh road trip God. together. Uh-huh. And we That's got food poisoning. That's when we poisoning. got really close because this lamb chop. <laughs> that is true. I forgot we ordered the lamb, the lamb chop, chop and that's what it was. Yeah. And it blew us both out for oh my four days. It was yeah. terrible. I just remember that drive home when we drove from Sacramento. Remember we went through San Luis Obispo yeah. and stuff and you kept having to pull over for me. But we should have been skinny after those. Well, I mean, we should have oh, been skinny. Saying. I think like Aaron and I have the same goals. We've always wanted to be skinny and we're just not. But like anorexia or bulimia, whatever it's called, where you eat it and throw it back up. That's not a real thing. Like I've been doing it for years. I'm still fat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just oh throw it out there. <laughs> I'm still, yeah, I'm still on the heavier side too. And I don't know what you got to do. There was I that. I do have a remedy for that though. Do you? Tell me. I do. I do. I do. Stop spending money on gyms and stop spending money on food. Dump that monthly allotment into cocaine and you will be up all night. You'll get a lot of work done. You'll be skinny and your teeth will be perfect because you don't use them to chew. So it's like, it's a win-win situation. I told my husband the same story and he told me to shut the F up because I'm going to go to hell. But you know, whatever. (laughs) So you didn't take the advice? Now he's a chub chaser. Excuse me? Now he's a chub chaser. (laughs) Oh my God. He just patted his belly. So Aaron and I thought we could get skinny together. And I don't even know whose bright idea this was, but one day- It was tequilas. It was Patron's idea. (laughs) We 
used to have these boozy lunches and we'd go to Petro's and we'd get drunk. And then one day we just had this epiphany that we would go get colonics together. Do yes. You- Lord have mercy on the colonic pipes. <laughs> yeah. So we went and found a, a health spa essentially uh-huh. um, by some random, I don't know what you call her, like a hippie. But we go. She tells us it's like $125. Per plunging, essentially. <laughs> per plunging. <laughs> so, yeah, right? And I mean, we so thought we it would be a it. great idea to buy a pack of three. No, no, no. So she told oh. us we have to buy three. Oh, otherwise, she she's not oh. going to do the first one. And girl, I think we still have some credits. <laughs> 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 I checked. Actually, it actually closed down. I, I wonder why. <laughs> it closed down. But which one of us should tell the story about the first time? So the first time we go, I oh, get on my machine <laughs> And it's kind of like a birthing machine with a stick that goes up your ass versus like something coming out. It's just something going in you. So you kind of like get into the stirruped bench essentially yeah. and you lower yourself onto the stick. Yeah. And might might I add that you actually put the thing in yourself. Like oh, yeah, nobody yeah. does it for you. So you were such a gentleman. You said, Aaron, I'm going to go first. I'm going to do this because I'm used to that. I'm used to things up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was not an issue. And then you're like, you can come in and make sure it's okay before you go. So I go do that. I'm taking photos of myself. Mind you, I'm covered. So Aaron comes in and just makes sure I'm not dead or like the water pressure is not high enough to where I'm like on the wall type of situation. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, the machine gets turned on and life is great. So then Aaron goes to her room and is terrified of this. <laughs> it's like a pencil. It's like super small. I was, I was. And then I remember she like left me in there and she's like, okay, here's a thing. You insert what it, whatever. Catherine. Catherine. I'll never forget. That's my mom's name. Okay. So I go and I do it. And I just remember at that point, we were texting back and forth. And she, I feel like she didn't shut the door to my room all the way. No, yours was open because I could see it through my cracked door as well. Cracked door, yeah. And so I just remember she left while I was doing that. Then she came back in. And at that point, I think my stomach had kind of, it had kind fell of out. like, not fell out, but it kind of kind of like bloated up. And oh, yeah. She was full of water. It yeah. Like shoots water in you and then it, it allows your body to naturally expel it. Right. But then she came <clears> up and she pressed on my stomach. And so then she did that. And I was like, whoa, like that. And then I was like, oh, God, why does she have to be in the room with me? And so she did eventually leave. And then she went back to check on you, I'm assuming. But when she came back in my room, do you remember Everything what happened? was fine with my room, right? And because, you know. Because <laughs> you know what? Well, no, because cause you... If you're going to play in the mud, you have to make sure it's clean, essentially, right? So as a gay nobody man, likes it's, a shitty kitty. No one loves a shitty kitty. That's where I was going. So I knew the proper procedure and how my body's going to react to water going up the wazoo because I'm used to cleaning myself, essentially. And so Aaron, <laughs> Aaron gets bloated and super swollen. And the lady comes out and pushes like 17 pounds out of her and then comes back in and was like, Damn, girl, I haven't had a smeller like this in a long time. She did. It was so embarrassing. Oh, my God. It gets worse. It gets worse. Wait, it does? It does. It does. Because that lady straight busted out some room spray and sprayed Aaron's crotch and knee area. Like, girl, you're dying like raid on a bug. And then Aaron has a fucking allergic reaction to it. I did. So I'm laying in my bed, still kind of hooked up to this water lavage thing. And Aaron's sending me text messages of her whole legs just broke out in a rash in like three minutes because the spray she's allergic to. Oh, my God. That was so embarrassing. I just remember her being like, 
something you're eating you're allergic to and oh, and i was like is she spraying like air freshener in your room and you're like no and i'm like ah she's in my room like going crazy with the air freshener spray but oh my god so we survived the first one and i just well, remember there was a comment that happened on the first one that we will never forget because yes. you get up off the machine and you're sitting there and you're like she's like okay now pinch your cheeks and run to the toilet and then sit down because everything's going to, there's gonna, all the leftover water inside you is going to expel. So we do that. And then we're like, oh my God, thank God there's a toilet right next to where you're laying. And then we're leaving, we're walking out. And what happens? This bitch straight tells us, <laughs> do not trust a fart. <laughs> Serious is a heart attack. And we don't know what to do. Like we're like, <gasps> that happens. Then we have to go back. She tells us you have to come back within five days. I think it was five days or seven yeah. days. So we're like, okay, so we go back. We get hooked up again. And this time, everything's fine until it's time to leave. And then Erin is, for those of you guys who've never seen a photo of her, she's blonde and blue and pale. <laughs> if she doesn't have her spray tan, right? Which is yeah, fair. I mean, that's you, fair. you turn like oop loop orange on your arms, then your body looks amazing. But she's white girl. <laughs> With no sign. That is and, such a good description of me. And then the loop of orange on the hands. Yes. It's that's true. true. It's true. And then I, I'm sitting in the lobby waiting for Aaron, and there's like a Hare Krishna like, drum circle going on in the middle of the lobby, and they're watching like Silence of the Lambs. It was like Twilight Zone. What the F is happening right now? So Aaron comes stumbling out of her room. She legit is like clear. She's so damn pale. She's lethargic. Her eyes are huge. Her dilated pupils. And she's holding on the wall like, I don't feel good. And I'm like, oh, my God. So what do we do? We tell Catherine because Catherine is like. She's going to help us. She's a health spa nurse. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. I think she's a doctor, which is even more scary. But nonetheless, she comes by with this like five-gallon jug of dirt, mud and salt. And she tells Aaron, you need to eat this. And Aaron's like, I'd be like I'm not eating this shit. So what do I do? I eat some first. <laughs> I'll take over the team. Oh so Aaron eats a little bit, and that lady straight legit grabs a handful of this mud patty that is full of salt and just slaps it on Aaron's chest and rubs it around like, you'll be fine, honey. You'll be fine. Let's just say that's the last time I think we saw Catherine. That is the last time, yeah. yeah. And you know what? We're not skinny. We didn't get skinny. I didn't even lose a pound. No, we lost an interior smell that the autopsy people are supposed to deal with. But yeah, I didn't lose a pound. And also, I think that's probably what made us sick because then we both had really bad stomach issues after that. And uh, up until like three months ago, this right, has been like yeah. a disaster. I know. We used to have this funny joke. Remember when we wanted to make the bathroom? We like wanted two <laughs> toilets next to each other with no wall <laughs> so we could hold hands and encourage each other to let it all flow. <laughs> <laughs> What are friends oh for? Oh my God. As we're talking, I'm like, for sure, this is why I'm single. But see, that is why I'm like, you're like my soulmate because I can talk to you about all of this and you don't judge me for it. You're just like, no, oh. I signed up for the same thing. I know. I am for sure not getting a boyfriend after this episode. Oh, sorry, boys. She's not taken. She just acts like she is. Oh, do I? Unless, uh, yeah, because you like show up places with like your blow up doll. Oh my God. <laughs> Steve. 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 Oh, I should have brought Steve. I've He's at my house in a container. <laughs> in a container. Let him out. Let him breathe. What am I going to do with fucking a blow up doll in my living room? I have Steve and I have, um, what She's was his name? Multiples. His name was Chad. Chad. You, you had Chad. Steve is the one I took the photo shoot with on the beach. Okay. I have two blow up dolls. You need to up your money spend on that though because what those are- What was a gift? Well, you're, if you're listening, friend, she needs better blow up dolls. Ones that work. <laughs> oh Not this God. cheap $10 stuff. Well, I really stuff. would love a real man. And if, and if you talk-
Okay, so I have a theory on this, and I tell you this all the time. My theory is Erin is a driven, successful woman, and she doesn't need a man for those things. She needs a man for sex, love, babies, and companionship. She doesn't need him for his pockets. You don't need him for his drive, anything like that. So therefore, the man's validity within the relationship feels already slashed by 50% because he doesn't need to support you because you're very self-sufficient. So what do I do to project that even though I have these things on my own, I still would like to have a man for these other things? I'm not sure. I know neither am I, which is why it's a very confusing I stay, situation. I stay in limbo. I'm like in I'm in like relationship purgatory or single well, purgatory. Here's something I think we can do to help you find a better man or a man. What? Quit going to the gay bars because I don't want that to happen. Um, I think that there's one thing we can do to elevate your experience and elevate the opportunity for a better man is get you out of these dive bars and get you into Pelican Hill get you into Terranea. Terranea. Start drinking at places like that where the men are elevated already or their wives are sleeping and they're just looking for some hole. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, a married man is kind of the ideal situation, right? Because you just want him for sex. Do I? I don't, <laughs> I don't want know that. either. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I, you're going to go to a dive bar, you're going to get, you know, you go to a white trash place, you're going to get white trash men. You go to a five star resort, you're going to get a five star man. Or you start looking for men at places that have substance, such as nicer restaurants for dinner, mm-hmm. go by yourself, sit at the bar, oh, look really? like a damsel in distress. You want Don't me to be go buried sit at in your phone. Oh my God, girl, you travel like I do for work. I know, and We're I stay in my hotel room. All the time. Oh, hell no. You need to go out by yourself and enjoy yourself. I meet the most random people at the most random bars. Well, I meet random people too, but I usually never meet anybody I really Are like. you putting yourself in the right situation to attract them? What does that mean? Putting yourself at the right bar? The right oh, probably crowd, not. The right cities. I mean, I don't know. Well, no, because I travel to the cities I'm supposed to, you know, go to. For yeah, me. but you're not going to pick up a man. No offense, mom, in Reading. You're not going <laughs> to pick up a man in Stockton. You're not going to pick up yeah, a man in true. Fresno. Yeah. Sacramento. But I'm also not going to pick up a man here in the South Bay because it's been a dry spell, Erin. I I haven't had a boyfriend in, since I moved here. True story. Okay. Yeah. Aside of you, I mean, you're my only steady Eddie. And I mean, you know. And no and I, benefits. The, but state. that's okay because all the other benefits are there. You know what I mean? We have intellectual conversation. Gonna... Yeah, you do. <laughs> you can't see his hand. <laughs> I do play with her boobs every now and again. He does. Sorry, mom. <laughs> One time he did lock me into the nursing mother's room because we had to try on my costume. We were in there together. I did not lock her in. We were locked in well, together. Well, we were trying to zip me up into my Top Gun outfit. and Oh, I should send the photos to the station because it's amazing. <laughs> so she put on this outfit, right? And now mind you, the Top Gun outfits are made for girls that are A-cupped and no ass and starving, right? So... We get a large one thinking, oh, this is perfect, right? No big deal. And for those of you who don't have a visual of Erin, she's not a big girl. And so we put her in this outfit and she zips up. Now, mind you, it was like a 10-minute zip-up session. (laughs) But it zipped up. (laughs) Erin took a deep breath and then her chest come flying out like, bow, pow. And it was like, damn, we have to go get another one. Oh my god! So we god. went back and got the next size up, and it was fine. But yeah, that was that was stressful though. I didn't you're know that you're a curvy they were girl. It's, yeah. What do you I mean, do? I don't know. You just deal. But I mean, but but remember, I think that men in LA 
don't necessarily appreciate a girl no, who's they curvy. Want they a want the one. yes, they want the kale eating size two damsel in distress. Yeah, that's not that's well, it's not self sufficient, which is even that's, more frustrating. Yeah, that's why all the you know forty five to fifty year olds date like. 21 and 22 year olds. Well, the good thing is that we're almost at that age where we can start dating younger. So one of my other favorite stories that um, you and I share together is when we decided to take the trip to Memphis because I feel like that trip mm -hmm. really like solidified our relationship and like really brought it to that next level. So we had to go to Nashville for our annual sales meeting and Aaron and I thought it would be a great idea to do a road trip after. I don't know what like spurred it, but all of a sudden we got really into Elvis and we, we wanted to go to Graceland and I we wanted, wanted to see where he was shitting and died. That's but we didn't even know that's how he died. Do you remember <sighs> that? Like we had no idea. Okay. Yeah. True story. We were legit like we we were shocked. We were like, no way, that's how Elvis went. We had no idea. But then we also thought, like stupidly, that we would actually get to see the shitter. We also thought that Memphis was nice. We 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 did. We did. But I think that's because we loved Nashville. Like that was my second trip to Nashville and I loved Nashville as a city, like the a live music. City. I had gone there for my 35th birthday, like with my family and my dad had the best time. I mean, I've never seen him smile so much in my life. And like, it was just such a solid trip. And then I was like so jazzed that we were going back there and like that we'd all be together because it was like, oh, Team Tequila is taking on Nashville. Like watch out, Tootsies. And then the next morning, me and Aaron get up like, Bitch, we're going to Memphis. Memphis. Oh, okay. God. So then we go. We're halfway there. It's a three-hour drive from Nashville to Memphis. So it's not the end of the world. And you drove. I drove, yep. And not a problem. But then where it got interesting is when we decided to stop in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee, and have lunch. And it was Cracker Barrel on one side oh, and shit. Waffle House yep. on the other. Uh-huh. And the Waffle House, we're like, oh, there's no line. Let's go to Waffle House. Yep. Should have known better. Oh, so my God. We Crack to, dishes on the ground. I they were like that. legit throwing shit at each yes. other. And there was dishes all over the floor. Uh -huh. I asked for cheese on my eggs. And that bitch took a craft single and threw it on my eggs. <laughs> paper it's cheese. Such they called it paper a hood cheese rat store. I mean, Aaron had grits <laughs> and, and uh -huh. a side of oil on top. Yeah, it was a lot. It was like floating. <laughs> it was floating. But we wanted to try like, like authentic food. Okay, we don't go to Waffle House. We learned that we real learned quick. That, yeah. It's a little too hood for us. I'm not saying we're better than anybody because we'll get down with the rest of them, but that place, Waffle House in Nowhereland, Tennessee. Mm, yeah, mm, girl, skip mm, it. Yeah, hard, pa hard pass. Like if you got a hair in your food, you ate the hair because you were too scared to send it back. <laughs> yeah, it was one that's of those. true. That's true. And then you also took us by the CVS, if I remember. Oh yes, and we okay. So <laughs> we're staying in Memphis, but the reality is we were in Missi Mississippi. We ended up staying in Mississippi, which is like a fifteen-minute drive outside of Memphis because we were not familiar with the lay of the land. So that's what we did, and we went to CVS and we bought a bunch of snacks like stoners, even though we're not stoners. And what did we buy? Sugar-free gummy bears. I think that was my some like, nuts, yeah, mm -hmm. some Gatorade, some waters, you know, basic stuff, road trip stuff. So we go to our hotel room. And we asked the front desk, like, where would you go to dinner? And all of our friends told us we had to go to Gus's Fried Chicken yes. and this burger joint, which was called... Oh, the one with the 100-year-old uh, oil. Yes. And the, the burger's deep fried. Literally, uh -huh. and then I forget floats. what it was called, but yeah. But anyways, we went and had this burger. But the first night there, we go and have Gus's Fried Chicken because right. it's like a, the famed Gus's Fried Chicken. So we go and... Did we walk? Because I feel like we... We walked. We didn't we? Maybe I think maybe we did walk there because people were. Or telling maybe us, we Ubered there we and then Ubered we walked there and there. then okay. walked to downtown. 
onto Beale Street. But they told us, do not walk because you'll get robbed. And me and Aaron are like, we're invincible. We're from California and we're privileged white people. So we're not going to get taken advantage of. Like, <laughs> And I'm like the man in the relationship. Yeah, so but, I was ready to take anybody on. But do you remember there was like a 300 pound bouncer in front of Gus's chicken? And there was like 17 SWAT officers inside <laughs> eating. So we were like, we're good. Bitch. We're like, this food is going to be legit. So we got, <laughs> we got our three pieces of chicken each, some sides, some, I think we had some pecan pie. Oh, got some it. lemonades, yeah. maybe but, some tall cans. And they cans. served us, yeah, 40s. Yeah, yeah, we had some tall cans or 40s of, of beers. It was it was kind of a magical, we're not in California anymore, and they don't even sell vegetables here. I mean, they're greens, but they're soaked in oil, so I don't know if that counts as healthy. But nonetheless. So good. So then we walked to Beale Street. Uh-huh. But when the waitress looks at us and goes, y'all got to take a cab or a taser because I guarantee you she has a Louis Vuitton and that shit's real, and somebody <laughs> will snatch it. And I was like... Oh, my God. oh, Aaron, if you get robbed, I have to fight them. And I'm not going to know what to do because I'm not a fighter. That's true. That's true. You're and not I'm not going to waste yet. my alcohol on them. So I'm not going to dump my drink on them. Like, oh I, my God. I wouldn't know what to do. I'll just yell, police. Like, <laughs> <laughs> someone call the police. Uh-huh. And, but when we got to Beale Street, the police were there. No. So they were not there at first. So okay. then we go bar hopping, right? We went to two or three bars. Yes. Then the last bar we come out of. Remember and- there was like WWE, like, fight it like on the walls yeah it was like, like a boxing it was yeah, like a was boxing like really wrestling bizarre. bar there was like seven people inside we're two of the seven so there's five others and like five staff members and so what happens we're it's this fucking friday night you guys at like 11 o'clock at night it's dead so yeah. we're like okay bill street's not broadway in nashville at all so what happens we walk out and no joke you guys no joke you can't make this shit up there's like four newscasters with cameras on right outside the door filming. So, you know, us, curious George over here, what are you filming? <laughs> Someone in your bar just got raped. And we're looking at each other like, what? I know. So, we okay, we didn't rape you nobody because we were together. Right. And no one raped us unless it was that good and we just don't remember because they like, you know, did it silly. Or the other five people been down raped each other. Oh, and my so, God. I know. It, it was like such a trip. And we're like in the bar. That's when we clutched That's when, our yes. pearls. Uh-huh. And we're like, we're going home. Right. Back uh-huh. to Mississippi. Right. Going, going back to back <laughs> to Mississippi, Mississippi. <laughs> and then we got back there and we saw that shoe. Oh, so it gets better. Yes. So we get off this damn Uber. And what's there? A size 18 woman's pump just sitting in the middle of the parking lot. We're like, that's I'm a big cry. bitch. And some of them done and took one. the other one. <laughs> We have to film it because we did film it. Because why? I mean, why wouldn't we? And then the next morning, when we went to check out of that hotel, we saw that shoe and it was propped up against the coffee machine. (laughs) Someone's like, You lose your chocolate. (laughs) We got it lost and found. Oh my god, but you know what? We forgot out of that old thing the gummy bears. I did not forget about the gummy bears. We went squirrel again, and that was like, Woo. In okay, a big old so circle. Aaron and I'm sweating even more because these- I know what you're about to say. <laughs> Aaron bought sugar-free gummy bears. And for those of you who don't know, sugar-free gummy bears equals immense rancid gas. <laughs> so Aaron's I'm in the bathroom brushing my teeth, flossing, washing my face, getting ready for bed. Oh, you, you do have a good nighttime routine. Taking my well, I just take pills and then I just naturally do it. Otherwise, I'm gonna fall asleep on the floor. So I take all these pills and then I do my routine, right? And I'm good. I'm like all fresh. And I come busting out the bathroom because we're sharing a room and we have two beds, mind you. So we're not that kind of weird, but 
we probably ended up in the same bed in the middle of the night. I don't know what happens. We both like to be a little spoon, so it's kind of confusing. Um, but nonetheless, I come out, and Erin's in the corner of her bed with her blanket pulled all the way up to her neck, and it's tight. And she goes, don't come over here. I go, why? She goes, the gummy bears gave me gas. And she'd been done and blew the fuck up out that bed. It was like... I needed to light a Febreze candle and come back in four hours. Like, and then ask for the, I had to I make sure she didn't shit the bed. I got to make sure the sheets were clean for her to sleep. Like, it, oh, girl. Oh, my God. Do not eat sugar-free gummy bears. Like, I it's worth the sugar. I should have had the colonic after that. Oh, then you would have been eating a bucket of salt and mud again. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. Oh, so, long story good. short, me and Aaron are not scared to do anything in front of each other. That is true. That's why I always said you're like my soulmate. It's just you don't like women. Um, Nonetheless, we need to find Aaron a man. We do need to find me a man. But before we talk about me, I want to talk about you. Oh, this is scary. (laughs) Why is it scary? Oh, no. Where's mute? Because I cry. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to cry. I'm just fucking with you. But here's the thing. Up until I met you, I didn't really have a lot of experience or like you know, interaction with like gay couples. Cause you know, I grew up in Reading, then I got out of Reading, then I went straight to private school. And you know, after I graduated from college, I like got married pretty quick after. So I wasn't like, there was no gay, like gays in my friend circle or anything. So then I met you. And in that time, I think there was like a lot of controversy over, it, it might've been around the time, like whether or not gay marriage was going to get passed, that type of thing. And I never really understood until I met you and Josh. And I, I just remember telling my mom, I'll never forget because we like had a conversation about it. And I was like, mom, like if you saw Aaron and Josh together, you would get it and you would be like, they're in love and like it's actually a beautiful relationship and more so you guys are happy you're genuinely happy together and I think you just work and who is it for anybody else to say that you can't be together or whatnot and I think another area that I've definitely gotten strength and hope from with you is remember I would have kind of a problem about being open with you know me liking other ethnicities and not just yeah and not just especially coming from small town Right, and not just and being into someone of my own like race and culture. Guys, yeah. yeah, and I think you watching you and knowing like you put it all on the line. Now, mind for you, Josh. for those of you listeners, Josh is black. No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> no, my yeah. husband's Mexican. I'm a white guy. So just FYI. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I would ask you a lot of questions about like how you came out and and I obviously knew it impacted your family. Oh, 100% it did. Yeah, because you aren't close with a lot of your family because of your decision. But like, I definitely admire that within you because it's like, whoa, you knew who you were and you wanted to honor your authentic self, which I think is huge. And I think a lot of people don't do that because they're fearful of how they'll be received from their friends or their family. But you were courageous and you said, this is who I am. This is how God made me. And this is what I'm going to do. And, and you followed is. your heart. Yeah. Either you are with me or you're against me at this point, right? Because you can only live in denial for so long before it's an actual hindrance within your own growth, your own life, your own professional development, etc. And so, yeah, I mean, if you don't like who I am or don't like what I'm doing, go fuck yourself. I don't want to deal with it. 
be frank. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is my my world. You live in your little bubble. and Right. But I mean, I think it takes a very strong person. Like, I know for a long time for me, I was so concerned with my parents' approval or, you know, my family accepting me for who I am. And I think that's hard because, you know, you grow up and, you know, they kind of, parents. Yeah. The and they the have day, like, you don't want to disappoint them. Exactly. And then, you know, you get into these situations and like, obviously neither you nor I have kids, but when I talk to, um, oh my God, one day you're going to be an, a gunkle. I'm already a gunkle. Well, I want you to be a gunkle to my kid. Okay. So that'd be number four. So I've got two nephews and a niece already. No, but you are really good with kids. You should. Yeah, but they get on my nerves after about three hours. So I wanted to give them back. We can give them back to me. I'll take them. That's fine. We could share. We could have a kid together. I'm going to share. Let me visit with them. Then you can keep them. We could use your (laughs) sperm. Insure kid. No, you had to use Josh's because I'm a little out of control. You are, and you break easily. And I don't have a chin. Like, you, oh we have- my god! <laughs> oh my god, your chin is fine. Yeah, it's missing, bitch. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I have oh to put god. duct tape behind my ears and pull my neck back crazy. just to hold it together. Stop it! You do have a scar on your neck though from your surgery. I do, I do, yeah, I do. But I that, I mean, it's not a surgery. I got into a bar fight. Some stuff. Oh my god! Exactly. When we but were you in should Memphis, see the other guy. <laughs> I'm so sidetracked now. I forgot what I was going to say. You're pumping me up and I was getting very uncomfortable about it. Oh, really? Why? Because it's not my, it's just not me. But that's how I perceive you. Which is fine, which I'm not knocking it and I'm not trying to like make you feel bad for saying it. It just makes me feel like. Fidgety? I know and I can hear every time you rub your pants in my. Because I have tights on. Okay, so are you up for the dating challenge or are you not? You would do yes. it from the comfort of your own home. Yeah, shout out to Hope for the idea. Yeah, so Hope has been my friend since I was in fifth grade, even though she doesn't like to act like we've been friends since fifth grade. We were. I used to guard her in basketball and parks and recreation, and it was really tough. My, my parents will attest to that. They used to be like, oh, my God, do you have to play against Hope today? And I'd be like, yeah, I got to play against Hope. But now Hope's my parents' favorite daughter. So, I mean, it's like a round world. So, anyways, Hope had this great idea where – I'd let Aaron take over one of my dating apps. Ooh, so, that's exciting. Yes. And so Aaron is going to take over one of my dating apps, and he is going to swipe for me. Aaron, which app do you want to take over? You could take over. Which one do you get the most action out of? Which one has the most genuine good men out of it? Ooh, the most genuine good men. I think right now Hinge is probably the best app. So, Let's do it. So, so you're going to swipe for me on Hinge right. and you're going to respond to these guys and you're going to set me up on a date. It's going to be a blind date, so I'm not going to know. So I will delete the app from my phone. You can have it on your phone. You're responsible for the conversation. You set me up on a date. I go on the date and then we talk about it. Yeah. You're going to actually send you on a date with one. And yeah. this is Are you going to be... be appropriate when you respond to them? Yeah, I have to act like I'm you. So yeah, I'm gonna. Okay, treat so it how like, are you gonna act like you're me? Um, you're gonna be very dizzy you're have like Elwood. Send Woods. me a bunch of inappropriate, inappropriate photos. No, I am not looking for that. To, you're finding me a real good man. A date, okay. So don't get mad if he's like 75. But girl, if he dies, <laughs> Why is he gonna you be collect. Because you collect when he dies. No, for reals. I'll, I'll honestly take it seriously. Okay. So what is it? Hinge. Yeah. Oh, are you downloading it? Yeah. Okay, perfect. I showed you last night how I joined Facebook dating, and that has been a real trip. Oh, my gosh. Like, I I wasn't sure what to expect, but I figured I needed to download it to make sure I wasn't missing out on anything. Mm -hmm. And honestly, 
it's it's just the same, but like in mass quantities, and it, it's a lot of sifting. There's a lot of sifting. So I don't know how much time you want to devote to this, but I hope you find me a really nice man. So what type of man are you going to look for for me? I'm going to look for, okay, wait, let me build my own criteria really quick mentally. I'm going to look for, first and foremost, an African-American man, because that's what tickles your fancy. But if I find a genuine, like, a Hispanic man or a Middle Eastern that's just, like, sexy and has his shit together, then don't get mad. I won't. Um, I'm I not going to pigeonhole into one race. So I want that. I want them to be 35 plus. Okay. Because they're established. And it, this is kind of the fun age when we have extra money. We're successful. It's it's a little bit more established. I'm going to look for a kind-hearted man. Oh, how are you going to determine if he's roughly, kind-hearted over the internet? Because I'm going to ask him questions. Oh, okay. Um, I just don't know what they are yet. Um, <laughs> it's okay. And then I want, but I also want an edgy rough side because, Ooh. just because. And then I want them to be successful also. I don't want you going out with a bartender or a... Well, a bartender, we could get a discount. Hey, man. <laughs> but nonetheless, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you have I to know. have a, a career... Um, I also don't want them to have children, but they want children. And uh-huh. I also want him to be not married. <laughs> well, me and too. I think that's important. <laughs> but you want a man to step up to the plate. And I want to make sure that they understand that you're dating them for who they are and not what they have. And I think that is 90% of today's issues in dating today is because people go after a pocketbook of car make a career level etc rather than who somebody truly is because if you guys are good compatible then together you could grow mm-hmm. but they might be compatible with me because i'm going to be acting like you so it's going to be really interesting <laughs> it's going to be to really see interesting. how this works out he's gonna be like oh no you're he's nuts not. oh my god this is or gonna be so- what if you find me like the one and then one day we have to tell like at my wedding you have to say did the you speech and you have to say, did you know it I was swiped me? right. <laughs> yeah, it was you. It was you. Oh, my God. This could be great. No, or, or we just don't tell them. Like, if Ever, it works out, it, it works out. It just goes to the grave. That'd be our secret and everyone who's listening. <laughs> but outside of that, I mean, it. Okay. let's cross this bridge when we I get there. I love this. Okay, one more question. Are you going to revamp my profile? No. You're going to leave it as it I'm is? I'm going to leave it as it is. I okay. might change some of your photos. Okay. Just some like candid photos because I think those are more natural. Okay. And they get to see you in your element, but I'm not going to put like the picture where your tits are falling out from your costume. Oh, that's so nice. Thank like you. I'm going to put like actual. Do you have that in the cute. safe on your phone or is that just in your regular camera roll? That's just my naked pictures. But <laughs> that that just happened last night. Don't give I know. I'm a, just give a bitch a moment <laughs> to do it. <laughs> oh my God. This is going to be good. Okay. I'm super excited. I am too. And then after I go on the date. We'll reconvene. We'll recap. Yeah, we'll yeah. do a whole nother episode. All right, we're uh, good, right? We're good. I think we're, we're good. good. Yeah, we nailed it. Surely you can see that you can Thanks for tuning in to your Such a Catch. I'm so excited to see what happens when Aaron sets me up on this date. Huh? <laughs> Thanks for the fab idea, girl. You really nailed it. And just a little update. Aaron downloaded Hinge before he left my house the day we recorded. He's already run out of likes on the daily. He told me we might even have to upgrade. 
I must say though, I'm a little shocked he's taking this very seriously and I am doing my best not to get on the app. The funny thing is I get a notification to my Apple Watch every time I receive a message or whatnot. So I'm not reading them, but I definitely know that they're happening. And uh, on Saturday night, I was dying because I get this text from Aaron that says, He's got five of them on the line. So he had uh, three in Redondo, two in LA. He says one just wants to hook up, one wants drinks, and one wants to do dinner. <laughs> I'm dead, you guys. Uh, he's actually really good at this. So I don't know if we've just found like a new career path for Aaron, but <laughs> it's cracking me up. So I also like lost it earlier this week when he texted me and he said, he asked one of the guys who his football team was and he responded back with the skull and crossbone emoji. And he's like, what does that mean, Aaron? And I'm like, duh, the Raiders. <laughs> So, you know, he goes, oh, he knows nothing about sports. And I'm like, well, oh my God, it's just hilarious to see like what these conversations are. So I will share some of those with you uh, when we reconvene and uh, talk about the state that I'm going to go on. So anyways, this week we'll have to firm up our plans, make the date happen. Uh, hopefully these guys don't feel like they got catfished. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. I don't know what they look like, nor do I know like what we discussed when we chatted back and forth, but some people do it for the gram. I'm starting a new movement. I'm doing it for the pod. Later guys.